Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne. Of course, with me as always is Christopher Triana. Christopher Triana. <laughs> What's up, dude? What's up? What's up, my man? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just living for the city. Uh, you know, doing my thing. Uh, slinging. City of Houston. City of Houston. Shouts out, Dirty Third, Third Coast, you know, mm-hmm. uh, up all that good stuff. <laughs> We're doing it. Listen to some Cypress Hill today at the, at the yeah. gym, thinking yeah. about you and jumping up and down and uh, all that stuff we were doing. Yeah. So, good uh, it's, yeah, it's good to see you. You got a haircut. Got yes, a I did. Haircut I saw. How was I that? Did. Oh, it's wonderful. It was my big, uh, my big outing for the month. Um, got to go uh, to the barber shop. I go to an old fashioned barber shop, you know, with, uh, just like an old guy, you know, cutting hair and, you know, just, uh, you know, a bunch of like, you know, like Norman Rockwell stuff on the on the walls and shit. And it's just you know, like old and wood paneling. It's been there since the 70s. It's, it's the way I like it, you know? Yeah, I don't know because I, you know, as you've said, got to get my hair cut in a salon by a woman. Yeah, yeah, because you're, actually a, on you're my a princess. Porch. You're a little princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She comes to my front porch. Mm-hmm. She does, actually. Now I go where they still shave your neck, you know, with the straight razor. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, she does that too. But something. Never mind. She shaves pretty good. Mm. <laughs> no, uh, I I like that. I told you I went to Memphis. Uh, I went to Memphis just to get a haircut. No, when I was in Memphis, I went to an old barber that was like that. He was badass. He shaved mm. my my whole shave, like how my head is shaved with a straight razor. Yeah, it's pretty badass. It's beautiful. Yeah, and then he touched me. Well, that's not so beautiful. in my soul because he was a beautiful man. <laughs> well, that's that's good then. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was it was fun, you know. Like there's this this old this old man who just like hangs out there. Like did even when he's not getting a haircut, he just like comes around. He's got nowhere else to go, and he yeah. was like he was like bitching about uh, Joe Biden already. It was just hilarious, you know. I was like, we were like, he's not, yeah, we were all of us, even like the, the old barber were like, he's not even president. What the hell are you talking about? You know? And he was like, Trump's all for the working man. And we were like, get out of here. You Shut know, it was, up. It was hilarious. You just beat the shit out of that old man. That'd well, be really funny for his birthday. Funny. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> he's like 80, you know, and he didn't know how to wear a mask properly. So yeah, it was, it was a fun outing. It was a fun outing. Yeah. It sounds fun. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, I, I told you about, my my barber shop that I went to when I was a kid, right? Did we ever talk about uh, that in one episode? Uh, I don't know. My dad used to take me to this barber named Ralph. He was an old school barber, like in when I lived in Pittsburgh, and uh, he he was. Um, I always cried, like no matter what, for no. I just would cry when I got a haircut. Well, you still do that. Yeah, just sit there and cry. Be totally fine. Sit there, start crying the whole haircut. It'd be a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a big thing. My dad always made fun of me about it. And then um, fucking Ralph rest in power ended up hanging himself in his basement my dad told me it was my fault because i cried (laughs) i cried all the time when he cut my hair (laughs) your dad didn't really tell you that yes he did did. are you serious (laughs) yeah but i was like it was when i was like 13 or 14 it wasn't like when i was seven you know he was just like well i have bad news ralph ralph committed suicide i was like what again he hung himself they found the note said John Wayne cried all those times in the chair. I couldn't I get it out of my it head. <laughs> it was really like his wife left him and took the, his money. Something, something like that. Poor, poor guy. But yeah. it's you know, it's fun that we can look back and laugh at 
My dad's yeah. a joke, I guess. Yeah. Does your um, bartender? So does your bartender have like a whiskey? My barber, or you mean? I mean, barber. Yeah, is he a bartender as well? Does he have no, whiskey no, or anything like well, that? I mean, I'm sure he has whiskey in the back, uh, but uh, no, no, it's not like one of those modern barber shops, like those hipster barber shops where they have a pool table and like serve whiskey and you know listen to listen to Soundgarden. Yeah, you know, no, it's it's an old school barber shop where like. They have like the news on the radio or they have the ball game on the radio, you know, you know, and it's just like, it's that kind of atmosphere. It's, it's old school. It's a real barbershop. It's not one of those, you know, candy ass hipster ones. Are there pictures of like ducks on the wall and hunting dogs? Yeah. And... It's like that. Yeah. It's Is like it that. wood paneled. Fake yes, wood panel. I said it was, yeah, I already said it was, it's, it's wood panel. The building's been there since the seventies, you know, and it's got like all this stuff, like from around the community, you know, like the community softball league, like, you know, that they helped sponsor and, you know, stuff like that. There's like a, a calendar with like, you know, with like tractors on it and shit. It's like, it's like an old man barbershop. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Well, you do live in Smallville, as we've determined. Yes. Uh, yeah. So there is an old school barber there. There's an old school uh, soapery where they go. Uh, you get tallow there's, to make well, soap. There's a well, butter there, churner. I passed the butter churner a couple of times. There is a bath. There. there is a bathhouse. It's very nice. You know. Of yeah. They've got. Like, they've got to stop a, on the way in and out, dude. You know. There's there's a good uh, there's a good stable. You know, for when you ride your horse in. Uh, they got a community well. Yeah, it's it's really nice here. Yeah. yeah, and the bathhouse is connected to the Dunkin' Donuts, so... Yes, it is. Yes. Pick you up a couple of donut whores, yep. go on into the bathhouse. Yep. Take a fresh, bath. Fresh hot towels and chocolate-glazed donuts. Yeah. That's actually on the... When you enter your enter your town, it says that on the sign, fresh hot towels. I never understood mm -hmm. that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just the motto of your, your town. That's, that's what we got to offer. Fresh. <laughs> and it was like, fresh, period. Hot, period. <laughs> towels? <laughs> like question mark and i i didn't understand that either but yeah, i'm sure that, that it has to do with typo. your history <laughs> but that was a typo <laughs> on the sign <laughs> oh shit dude yep. that's cool i uh, next time i go to uh visit you i'll get a haircut at your barber too just I, to uh, they, they probably won't even know what to do with your goofy ass haircut but it'd be funny just to go in with you and, and then be like, what the hell is this, Chris? Well, I well, thought you were a man's man. You I bring I, in I, this hippie. <laughs> I mean, there's there, like there's definitely no one younger than like 35 who comes in there. Like, it's it's wonderful. I love it there. Uh, yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> I've always gone to, gone to barbershops like that. Like, I've never liked... Uh, you know, like I don't know. I, I think it's because you know I grew up in in that environment. You know, my dad had a barber shop like that, yeah. and so I I grew up in that. And so I don't like salons and stuff. I feel like a, a sissy Mary if I go to a salon. You know, and yeah, the same thing with like those those salons that are posing as barber shops. Those places with like the young guys where they have like you know like the the hipster hairdos and the little fucking mustache wax and their tattoos and everything. And you know, it's just. It's just lame. It's just not. It's not the the right environment for me. So no, it's just not for you, dude. And that's okay. It's for some people. You know, those barbershops aren't for me either. Believe it or not, uh, I don't go to them. They're fine. There was there was one that was above. Um, there was this tattoo studio here. I got tattooed at a couple times, uh, and it's since moved from where it was. It's now Richmond Avenue, Avenue Tattoo on Richmond. But where it was, it was like above a barbershop. Mm -hmm. Like you'd walk in the barbershop and go upstairs to the tattoo parlor. <laughs> And it was one of those uh thank that you. That was him, not me. I would never 
do that. I'm a gentleman. Yeah, uh, that was uh, him, not me. I'm a gentleman, too. And then uh, I'm a gentleman caller. Uh, <laughs> you made me lose my fucking train of thought. You're talking dude. about a tattoo that you got at, uh, under a barber shop. No, they have those barber shops there like that you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Everyone gets the same well, you kind know. of haircut, old school. Like They're trying to be like that, and you get a beer and all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. Some people like to go. But you know why I don't want to? First of all, I don't need to be in that that place because everyone it's like you got to stand online like it's the fucking, you know, the bagel that has the some cream in it or something that everyone's waiting down the street to get. Those places are packed like ridiculousness, you know, Yeah, with with hipster douchebags. Um, Hey, some hipster douchebags are my friends, dude. And I believe it or not, some people might even look at me and call me a hipster douchebag. And I'm your friend. Well, you're not, though. I know. My friend, I mean. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I kid, I kid because the cream I love rises. <laughs> I kid because I love. It. Anyway, uh, you know why? Uh, why did you know why a barber pole is the colors that it is? Do you know why it like spins and has the red and white? Uh, no, I don't. Please tell me. It's because barbers used to do bloodlettings. Really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's why it has that because that the red represented the blood. Uh, because what barbers would do is, you know, they would give you the haircut and everything, but they would also cut you and drain some of your blood to help like purify you and release toxins. You know, this is way back, you know, like 19th century shit. Uh, but barbers also used to to uh, remove teeth for you, uh, and they all like if you had uh, like a, a an infected tooth, they'd pull it out, and they also did tattoos. That's a one-stop deal, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah, that's what they used um, to do. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm reading this book right now where these like nuns are bloodletting these kids. Mm. Uh, it's, it's kind of. I, I fell off. It's kind of boring after that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't care for it either. No, uh, no, that's... it's, it's awesome. That's your book. Is that where you got the idea from, or were you inspired by by barbers for the bloodletting? Uh, that doesn't no. spoil. No, uh, no, it doesn't spoil it. That's very early in the book. But no, it, it wasn't inspired by that necessarily. Because um, now that you bring it up, I can almost see that barber pole outside of the, the orphanage just spinning <laughs> around. Those kids just fucking no. <laughs> just draining out. So what? So did did it go down something like that was red? The blood? Like is that why it's in that? It kind just of pattern, re- it just or it the... just represented the the flowing of blood. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we still use those today, those barber poles. Wow. And when I go to my barber, because it's old school, he bleeds me, which is which is very nice. I feel refreshed. Yeah, he keeps bleeding <laughs> you from the penis. Um, but hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <clears throat> hey. All, right. All right, tough guy. You go get a fucking Johnny Unitas haircut there, and you think you're a fucking It's not a Johnny Unitas haircut. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? It's a man's haircut. You've got you know? a man's haircut, yes. Yeah, you can you set know, your watch by. A yeah, haircut you I, can set your watch by. I'm over 40. Like, I don't have this, like, goofy punk rock thing you have, you know? Like, I'm I, over 40 as well. I know, but I act like it. Okay. That's fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, enough, enough, enough. Enough, okay. We kid. We kid? We kid. Because we, we kid. I went to a super spreader event this weekend. I know, I know. How how was it? <laughs> it wasn't a super spreader event, first of all. Yes, uh, it was a, Houston uh, Horror Film Festival. Uh, it was a pop-up market that they they're they're a new horror con. People believe it or not, in Houston, they actually were. It was going to be a con before COVID started, and they did these pop-ups. But they have like a con scheduled in June, a three-day event. Maybe something that you know, if we're not all dead, 
maybe Christopher Triana comes to with me. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> Let me talk to my people. <laughs> but I was there with the uh, Death's Head Press. And so it was Jared, Barbie, uh, Patrick C. Harrison III, who are the, the uh, co-editor-in-chiefs of that. It was also with uh, Market here. We're at 1325, Nick P., the first time I've mentioned him on the podcast yep. is a 13 yep. minute mark. He was with me as well. And uh, dude, it, it was like, OK, so they build this thing. It was sold out. They put like on the flyer, like sold out, like on mm-hmm. Wednesday or something. And I was like, oh, man, cool. That's going to be fucking packed. Cool. Or a lot of people, whatever. So we go. We have the same spot. We've got these two tables in the corner and we like put all the banners up. You, like I put pictures up. It looks it looks cool. And. They come on the intercom beforehand and they're like, all right, everybody, we're about to open the doors. Vendors, there's a line out the door. People are mm-hmm. outside the hotel waiting to get in. And we we're like, yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's I, how you I, sound. Yeah. I think I was already like three beers in by then. And it was mm-hmm. noon. And uh, they so they let people in and people start coming in and shit. And we're like, yeah, whatever. Hey. And at first it was a steady flow of people, but it dropped off. Like pretty quick, I thought, as far as like the amount of people, maybe that was just my view of it because we talked to people, well, we sold books, but there it, it tapered off, and and then towards the end, it just there was never like a like another revival of people. Well, in times of COVID, mm-hmm. I mean, sold out doesn't mean what it used to mean because they're limited in how many people they can allow into an event into a building at a time. So yeah, you know, there's that aspect too. Yeah, and I I thought about that. But then I was like, well, how do you how how do they regulate that? Because there, it doesn't like if they're allowed to sell X amount of tickets, it doesn't mean that X amount of people are all going to be there at the same time. Right. So I was wondering, like, you know, I, I talked and I talked about this on my podcast uh, on Gentleman Lied to You to myself, because that's what I do. Mm. I wonder if that hurts the event a little bit more than it helps it to put sold out on there mm. because they still did have walk up tickets, but they were limited. Right. And that was like you had to read down in their event, like there will be very limited amount of walk up tickets. But I don't think well, like yeah, if it then says it's sold not out. Sold I don't out think, then, yeah, yeah, why then would you do that? Like, that doesn't uh, make any sense. Yeah. I why the hell would you put sold out? It's like, yeah, it's like you know, people who think, okay, I can't go now. Like, why the fuck would they do that? That's stupid. Yeah, because I think well, they sold out. I, I think what they did was sell out of the on amount of online tickets right. they were allowed to sell. Right. Well, I mean, they should say that then. You know, because then they. Did but they they didn't say it on the flyer like it was like it was like buried down in the event you had to see that's that's that, what that I'm saying that's not yeah. that's not that's not good marketing yeah so I think that might have detract like put some people off especially in the right. afternoon because if they got right. off work or brought it up looked at their Facebook and saw the flyer so sold out across it mm. I wouldn't go either no nah. no nah. but, but anyway all right well you had your adventure I had mine uh, yeah, so it's... haircut. I got I another couple diseases. Yep, yep. Uh, spreading the plague. Yes. Uh, so, uh, anyway, I think we're ready to start a show. What do you think? Oh, okay. Let me start recording. <laughs> okay. That joke never gets old. Yeah. All right. Wow. So, should that bring us to our first topic, which is Book of the Week? <laughs> Book, 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 book of the book, week. Dude. Book of the week, man. That's on. This is all you, dude. This is you, baby. Hit me. All right, I'm pulling it up. Give me two seconds. <laughs> oh, who's now? Who's not prepared? 
It, it, oh my I god! Had it. A rash of a hundred thousand shits. If I don't I have something it. right at my fingertips, and here we are. I had it, and my fucking start phone. Start the segment. Oh, here come the excuses. It's because you got that flip phone, dude. You got that razor still that you're pulling up fucking info on. It's all ones and zeros you're trying to read. All on right, that. I got it. My phone blacked out on me. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So uh, the book I'm going to uh, talk about this week is very exciting. Uh, I, I And it's uh, from Death's Head Press, which also put out the book you were talking about a moment ago. Uh, this is a, a very fun book because this is a collaborative novel. Uh, from two very uh, fantastic authors, Ryan Harding and Lucas Mangum. Uh, this is a book called Pandemonium. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and read the description to you right now. From Ryan Harding, author of Genital Grinder, one of my favorite book titles right there. And Lucas, uh, excuse me, and Lucas Mangum, author of Saint Sadist, comes quite possibly the bloodiest novel ever written. Pandemonium. A stranger in a mask walks through Philadelphia, handing out tickets to an underground wrestling show promising a level of violence unlike anything fans have seen before. The card features a mix of legends and hot up-and-comers. Most intriguing, it will mark the debut of the enigmatic, hammer-wielding Crimson Executioner, a monster of a man whose promo videos look like something out of a Saw or Hostel film. The crowd enters past masked guards who don't speak. Even the talent doesn't know who funded the show or why. They're happy just to <clears throat> they're happy just so long as the check's clear. None of them know the diabolical plot behind it all. When the executioner murders his opponent in the ring, it soon becomes clear that the show is a ritual to open the gates of hell and unleash you guessed it. Pandemonium. Wow and wow. Demons rise throughout the venue, using the bodies of the dead as vessels to wreak all manner of brutal carnage. Audience members and performers alike must now fight for survival as the contagion spreads all around them, inside the arena and out into the city. In the tradition of Dario Argento's Demons franchise, and set in the world of hardcore wrestling, Pandemonium is a hyper-violent tale of demonic possession, ancient evil gods, and bleeding the hard way. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm very excited about this one. I have not read it yet. It just came out recently. Uh, <clears throat> and of course, uh, Ryan Harding is a uh, buddy of mine. We actually uh, have a book coming out in March uh, that we collaborated on together. Uh, but this is really cool because as mentioned, they said Dario Argento's uh, Demons series, uh, which is fair. He produced them, but it's really Bava's. In, uh, so uh, I'm just calling you guys out on that. Uh, you guys are it, on notice. You're on notice. It's Bava. Bava did those movies. Uh, so uh, Lamberto, not Mario Bava, uh, but his son, Lamberto. Uh, but anyway, uh, I love the Demons movies. I love them. They're great. You know, these people go into a movie theater in the first one, and they're watching a movie about demons, and they become infected by demons. And one by one, they're more they, more people become possessed. In the second one, it's a high rise showing the same movie on TV. Uh, I love these movies. Uh, I and they, we talked and, about. We talked I, about. Our love for them. Uh, uh, yes, yes. But uh, Ryan and Lucas love the, those movies as well. And they decided to do one that's kind of like the same concept, but uh, but in, in wrestling instead of film, which I think is really funny. Uh, and they also have a really cool cover. Uh, it's almost like a comic book of like these wrestlers and this one guy in a hood holding like a big uh, 
like a sledgehammer type thing. Uh, but one of the characters in the background is clearly Tony the Pimp from the Demons movies. Like if you look at it closely, and oh, yeah. I like, and I mentioned it, and Ryan was like, "Oh man, like it's so cool that you noticed that." Uh, because like, yeah, no, it's it's a black guy with shaved head uh, in a in a you know a white seersucker suit. You know, it's just too perfect. Uh, so the nods are definitely there. So this is really exciting. Uh, Pandemonium currently has four. Uh, I'm sorry, currently has five stars in Amazon reviews. I highly recommend you check it out uh, if you're into super blood and guts and depravity. These guys deliver. Yeah, and uh, shouts out to Lucas Mangum. He's a fellow Texas boy with me. He lives up in Austin, Texas, uh, and he and I do a lot of stuff together, uh, including hanging out. And uh, he's very much into the Italian horror films. He's super knowledgeable of them. And uh, I think that's going to shine through in this book. I'm I'm waiting to read it as well. And uh, but, you know, I guess Amazon's not printing books uh, there. They, they went back to printing them on like a lathe or something because they're taking so long to print mm-hmm. all the books to send to people. Uh, it's a huge, huge issue right now. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, these guys rule, uh, you, you know, and they were actually if you want to hear more about their book, they talk a lot about it on Bazong. Uh, from a couple of weeks ago when you're listening to this episode, you can go back and listen to them talk about their book too. So very cool. You're cool, man. I know. Uh, so yeah, uh, now that we've got that one tackled, uh, that brings us along to our next topic, which is, Oh boy. Oh boy. My favorite. I can't wait. Ridiculous reads. <laughs> So ridiculous, uh, friends. Very ridiculous in a way that is, uh, you know, we got a whole new setup here, folks. So don't, uh, you know, blame the messenger. Shoot to kill. That's what I say. Um, God's I, holy name are you blathering about? Exactly, dude. Exactly. I'm just uh, checking to make sure we're all good here. So I'm the ridiculous reader today. And as as I've done in the past, you know, actually, probably my last ten ridiculous reads in a row. Uh, I, I I spoil the surprise by by you showing did. what what the book is beforehand. <laughs> Always stupid fuck. I know, man. I'm so stupid, dude. I just like ah, idiot. You know, I go idiot. Start just like whipping myself and shit. Yeah, I know. You like sit down in the shower and just cry and hate yourself. Oh, no, wait, that's me. I do that. I do that. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stop sending me those videos, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I've got enough. Uh, but. Well, I mean, I thought you liked them because I'm usually singing all by myself. Yeah, but I got I've got the rendition in, in, in all the keys that you do. So, you know, yes. and all the languages that I speak. <laughs> that's right. Yes. All the languages as well. All two. Uh, but anyway, you know. I this this one we've done a, the span the books of ridiculous reads here and there hither and nigh nigh and hither and this one uh, I picked this one because I this was a part of my childhood that I uh, recall quite fondly and it's a little uh, something called we do baby without us what would we do baby without us what would we do baby yeah so this is a look it's hardback hardback 
hardback book of Family Ties. If you don't know what we're talking about, Family Ties was a very popular sitcom in the early, early 80s. Uh, starred a, a young, plucky uh, uh, Michael J. Fox as uh, pre-Shakes pre as Alex P. Keaton. Uh, the, the very ultra-conservative, uh, like... He was young, uh, young the Republican. The character was not the, character. not the actor. Yeah, and it the was actor so was funny. Quite the opposite. Yeah. Yes, because his parents were hippies. These old hippie, these hippies that had kids. Michael Gross and, and Meredith Meredith Baxter Burney. Exactly, and then you you have uh, Justine Bateman, sister yes. of Justin. Bateman. She was Justin Bateman in drag. Yeah, and uh, man, well, actually, his name was Ju his name is Jason, not Justin. It'd be pretty yeah, funny yeah, if their brother and sister is Justin and Justine. That'd be a bit much. That yeah. would be awesome. Jason is his name. Yes, that's right. He does things. Uh, it, most he's probably best known for his role in Teen Wolf Two as the titular Teen Wolf Two, or uh, all the all oh, oh. Or, or like Ozarks no. and all the other like amazing no, pretty development, all the amazing no, things not, he's done no, in years. Uh, no, I'm not talking. I'm, I'm not. I mean, nobody knows about that indie stuff, dude. I'm talking about Teen Wolf yes. Two. That's what they know him from. So I'm with you. Yeah, but uh, so Family Ties was one of my favorite shows as a kid, um, and I also watched it in syndication. And I cannot believe that they have this not only in uh, hardback. Like this is a hardback fucking book. Yeah. It's a book. weekly reader, and, and this is an actual episode called Alex Gets the Business, based on the Paramount television series Family Ties, created by Gary David Goldberg. Nothing now, this, now, this is, uh, I'm sorry, I, I just want no, to explain, like, this is a novelization of a TV episode. It's not episode. like a novelization of a movie. It's a fucking sitcom in novel form, uh, which, is e which, which is even more funny, in my personal opinion. I think that it's hilarious, and this is like a collectible hardback. There are more of these. Mm -hmm. That blows my mind. Anyway, I'd like to read the back, if I may. Well, it's a cheap collectible, though. It's not like it's not collectible as, say, like Alan no, no. Foster's The Thing, you know, like where that sells for like eighty bucks and up. No, this no, I don't mean that. Probably back. get for like five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> if that. No, I don't mean that kind of collectible. I mean back then. When these came out, you would like, oh, I see. You, you get the whole collect collection. all the episodes, yeah, you know, okay. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But now, you know, no, they're not worth anything. Now, nobody's like, <laughs> we, just, we just had to spend no 15 minutes explaining what Family Ties was <laughs> to everybody who's listening because nobody knows. So, you know, <laughs> it's a TV show. No, it's like you have to be 40 or older to know. Yeah. Anyway, th this episode, it's called Alex Gets the Business. I think there's a little bit of a double meaning to that. So, Alice? Alex. You, you, I think you said Alice. There. I said Alex. Okay. Alex. Alice. Alice Cooper gets the business. Yes. As we know, Michael J. Fox's character is Alex P. Keaton. Mm -hmm. uh, changed it from Alice P. Keaton. And uh, <laughs> when, this is so nothing can stop Alex. Dot, dot, dot. Except Alex. That's an ellipsis. Oh, yes. Okay. When Alex gets accepted into new Alpha Mu, that's N-U, like new metal alpha mu mu mm -hmm. the college's high-powered business major fraternity he's walking on air mallory and jennifer couldn't care less <laughs> steven and elise are less than thrilled and his girlfriend ellen hopes that business fever and beautiful nan winters won't put their romance in the deep freeze wait man winters nan like n-a-n -N. okay right? 
like nice uh, ass nice winter what, that, what the fuck does that mean though i don't understand that's her name that's that's his uh oh this, it's her name yeah this is a woman who's like uh i guess tempting him or trying to seduce him away from his girlfriend okay okay her name is nan winters okay um, now, now i understand but when alex decides to put theory into practice by investing in a hairdresser's shop in the local mall he really gets the business, the business. <laughs> and a hilarious lesson he won't soon forget and that comes after another ellipsis so you know that it's uh it's serious it's important <clears throat> so i'd like to read a passage if i may oh god please Okay. Uh, so open up your books to chapter nine, please. <laughs> Congregation. Uh, no. So here we are. Chapter nine is where I'd like to begin. Thank you very much, ma'am. Alex said. <laughs> Come back to see your magic soon. He gave her several singles and change as a gentle reminder that he, she was expected to tip people who had worked on her hair. Then he sat back and surveyed his domain. See, he's cutting hair now. Ah. Since very this was, since, since like that's what we were talking about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I were dude, do you you think I mean, come on, dude. I'm spotting those raccoons like this. Boom, boom. Those were mailboxes. I didn't have the heart to tell you. Shall I start over or uh No, he's cutting hair. Proceed. <clears throat> since this was Wednesday. Four full-time hairdressers were busy with customers. On Fridays and Saturdays, two part-timers were added to the staff. He also might just be working the cash register, by the way. What did, Mal- oh, okay, that's what I was going to ask. Cause, like, he has to go to barber school. That takes yeah, time. Yeah, no, he, he's working the cash register. He's running right. the business at this point. I'm sorry. He's taken over the mall shop. I should have given a little bit I'm of time. I'm sensing you didn't read this book. Dude, I watched, <laughs> I watched the movie. All right. The show, you mean. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Dude, go, go, give me a hard time. Go ahead. Since this was Wednesday, four <laughs> full-time hairdressers were busy with customers. On Fridays and Saturdays, two part-timers were added to the staff. Now, that's hard scheduling. I don't know you, mm. if you've ever been in management scheduling people, but that's what it's like. Uh, yes. Mallory. Mallory was watching a fifth customer's hair while Jennifer swept the floor. And these are his sisters. Customers were coming in at a rate of one every 10 minutes or so, and every time one did, Alex mentally calculated the profit that was likely to be derived. It was this calculation that kept him smiling and cheerful whenever he was talking to a customer. He swiveled the high stool to face out into the shopping mall. He couldn't imagine how Marcy might have picked a better location than this for a hairdressing salon. Not only had they developed a list of steady customers in a few short weeks, but they were getting a lot of referrals and walk-in business, too. Whoa. He felt as though he's put his, he'd put his money into a gold mine. He took care of another customer, added her profit contribution to the pile in his head, smiled, and hopped down from the stool to make his rounds. So that's how Alex was uh, <clears throat> super obsessed with money. Yes. Like, he, um, well, he was a Republican, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he was all about making money. And this whole time, he's just in his head calculating how much profit mm-hmm. he's going to make off of all these people. Just in his head. He's a psychopath. Yeah. Uh, to make his rounds. This consisted of a slow walk down the main aisle of the shop, smiling a nod to each customer and an occasional instruction for one of the workers. This trip, his smiles were especially large because he felt terrific about the day's profit figure in his head. 
Halfway down the aisle on the way back to his stool, he noticed something under one of the chairs. Jennifer, he said pleasantly. <laughs> There's a bit of hair on the floor over there. Okay, what the Did fuck you... are you doing with this voice? <laughs> you know how when he would go, he'd be like, Mallory, you know, when he would get all, he'd get all flustered with Mallory. And he would always go like, Mallory. That's my that's my uh, Alex. Yes. You're doing the squeaky voice teen from The Simpsons. There, that's I'm pretty sure that that's a little bit of what that was a parody of. A little bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, he always he always put his yes. hand on his head, Mallory. Yes. Uh, so that was my that was my thing. But you know, you've ruined the joke, so I'll just. Uh, <laughs> no, it, I pointed out how funny it is, Jennifer. There's a bit of hair on the floor over there. Would you mind sweeping it up? I'm going to straighten up the stockroom right now, Alex. Jennifer said, "I'll oh, get to she that didn't later." Talk like that. <laughs> this is my uh, uh, art, this is my uh, artistic liberty. Uh, liberty. Yes, yes. She went back to the room, and Alex stood there with his pleasant smile glued in place. He forcefully reminded himself of where he was and of the presence of customers. With the smile still glued on, Alex bent down and picked up the hair himself. Then he slowly ambled back to his post at the front of the store. Hi, Alex. Ellen said, walking in from the mall. Ellen, he said brightly. Hi, what are you doing here? <laughs> I needed to pick up some gift wrap on the way home, so I thought I'd get in the mall and also get a chance to see you. I'm glad you did, he said. I was thinking last night about how little we get to see each other these days, and now I'm spending so much time here. Where's Marcy? She asked. Chad, run some errands to run. She asked me to watch over things. She be, should be back soon. Who says watch over things? <laughs> and here's the best line. Maybe we can have a soda together or something. Ooh. I, I don't think so, she said. I have less studying to do. How's business? It's great, Alex said. My share of profits will finance a dinner in the restaurant of your choice, provided the restaurant of your choice is one of the inexpensive ones we usually frequent. I mean, come on, dude. Who what talks that way? Not just the choice of words, but that horrible, like, up and down. It'll finance the finance. Fuck you. Good, <laughs> she said, laughing. But maybe it would be better to bank your shares of today's profit as a hedge against recession or some other unforeseen setback. His girlfriend is clearly a narc as well. Yes. Unforeseen setback, he said, hopping from his stool. Are you kidding? I'm already planning expansion. If we keep up business at this rate, we should be able to open a second shop in less than a year. The third one will be a year behind that. And I'll consider franchises. She smiled and shook her head. Jennifer came out of the stockroom. She looked out under the chair for where the hair had been. Did you already clean up the hair? Alex jumped off the stool and approached his sister. He got right up to her face and said, Yes, you stupid bitch. I cleaned up the fucking thing. <laughs> now, why don't you okay. get down and lick my fucking penny loafers, you stupid whore? I'm Alex sure, looked I'm out sure at that's Ellen, what he turned said. turned to see Nan Winters walking towards them. She was carrying two shopping bags from one department store in the mall. She walked up to the cash register and put down the bags. Are you over there abusing your sister with some kind of weird BDSM, possibly wanting to eat her type of situation? 
You're goddamn right I am, Alex said nervously. And then I'm going to eat your fucking toe, you dumb bitch. Stop trying to break up me and my girlfriend. (laughs) Jennifer started crying. Mallory went back and called her mom. And that, that's the end of that chapter. So I'm just gonna right there because I don't want to, you know, that's a good story. You don't want to spoil the ending, yeah. So that's oh. you know, family ties. That's Alex fantastic. gets business. So, you know. Well, well done, John Wayne. Well done. That was, I, that was one of my favorite episodes. I don't know if you remember that. It was, yeah, the, that was a great one. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those ones where they came out at the beginning and they're like, this episode deals with. Yeah, might be upsetting to some viewers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember that one, too, because that's the whole, like, really graphic anal sex scene that he has with his sister. And, yeah, it's messed up. It does get pretty, pretty dark in that salon. It does. It does. And then what's weird is the next episode, it's like nothing ever happened. It's like a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. But I like to think that it did happen, but nobody talks about it anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can't. We don't. It's like we don't talk of that anymore. Yeah, we don't talk about uh, Alex anymore. Um, I did like that show because he was a uh, a Reagan Republican, uh, and his parents were like these former hippies and everything. Because that's actually like how it works in real life. I love having these friends, these super liberal friends of mine, who they have a kid and they're just like they name it after like some band they like and shit, and then they like they like they're all like address it in like the clothes that they think are cool, and you know, and it's like you realize the more you do this shit, the more the kid is going to be the opposite of you, right? Like that's how it works. Like the the kid needs to rebel. It's part of life, and. The more you try to make it like you, the more it's going to rebel. And that's why Alex B. Keaton is a Reagan Republican, where his parents were a bunch of bong-ripping, Grateful Dead-following hippies. Exactly. And then, you know, when uh, down the road, that's why when I have little Soundgarden Jr., I'm going to make sure that I uh, clad him in only the finest uh, flannel and (laughs) fineries. Yeah, you're going to put him in like pentagram t-shirts and shit and give him a stupid haircut and you know, and you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? He's going to end up loving football and he's going to join the military. I like uh, but, but like okay, so I he support won't like our that. troops. I support our troops. Yeah. Well, he's going to he's going to be the opposite of you. He's going to appreciate White Snake as Steve Vai's only band. He's going to hate Rob Zombie movies. Uh and you know, so he's going to be really good friends with me. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and here's here's the thing. Guess what? Guess what? If I ever were to have little Soundgarden Jr., uh, I would be long dead before he got out of the phase where he wanted to rebel against what I did. So I just enjoy all the years of dressing him in pentagrams and giving him stupid haircuts. There (laughs) There we go. You know, so you got it all worked out. I really do. I I really, really do. You, I, I know. Yo, you I just wanna... turned your head, dude. That is a haircut you can set your watch by. That's a. You look like a football coach talking about it, standing on the sidelines, yelling at full out. Get down there, Bobby. Forty-yard line. Stretch it mm. out. Let's go. No, I don't. It's just a haircut. It's just a man's haircut. Is that what you say when you get in the chair? Can I have a man's haircut? You're just not used to seeing it because you and your friends are a bunch of fairies. Uh, But anyway. Nothing's wrong with that, dude. I'm actually not used to seeing it because I was at your house and you look like fucking uh, wolf, wolf, wolf out. That's that's a different that's a different situation because it's, you know, COVID time. So I'm not getting a haircut every month. You know, I'm getting it sporadically like I I wait one every three every three weeks. 
yes, I know. Uh, but I'm being responsible, and I don't go to the barber shop as often as I usually do. I'm going like every five or six months. In fact, when this whole thing started, it was like eight months before I got a haircut. I had this long, luxurious hippie hair. You know, it was it was stupid. Uh, but now, now I can't. But it, anyway, I wanted to say, um, how often are you watching the movie Barbershop with Ice Cube, though? Never seen it. Never seen it. Hmm. All right. Well, but, I see. But anyway, uh, I wanted to mention real quick that, uh, you, you know, talking about Michael J. Fox, uh, there was a movie I recently revisited. Uh, it was on uh, Amazon, uh, The Secret of My Success. Oh, such uh, a great You remember such this movie? Such a great movie. Yeah, it's got yeah. an... Ooh, yeah. Wow, boom, boom, shh. Beautiful. And he fucks his aunt. That's what I was going to get to. Yeah. Um, I've ruined all the things, don't I? <laughs> I? I know. You never know when to shut up. Uh, but no, I was going to get to that. Uh, yeah, there's a scene in the movie where he uh, he drives home this very wealthy woman. Uh, and she's like trying to seduce him. And she you know, succeeds. And he bangs her. And then he finds out that his rich uncle, who he's, he's never really known, uh, but his rich uncle is married to this woman. So it's not like a blood aunt, you know, but it's his aunt. Uh, and yeah, he bangs her. And I, and I always remembered this. I remembered like I was watching it and, uh, and I was a kid, you know, I was maybe nine or 10 or something, maybe a little older. I don't know. Uh, but I was watching it and my, and I don't remember who else was there, but my dad was there and my dad thought it was really funny. That scene where it's like, he bangs his aunt. And I remember my dad turning to me and and being like, so what do you think of this movie? Like with a big smile on his face. (laughs) What the fuck? What was he implying? Uh, I I don't think he was implying anything. I think he just wanted to see what my reaction was to uh, sex in a movie. Uh, But I don't with know why particular I know that's that's what I'm saying. Like trying well, to hook you up with your aunt at that time or something. That's what is I'm that... saying. That's what I'm saying is like I don't like I don't know why he picked that particular uh, scene to see my reaction to sex because it was I don't know. Yeah. What do you think about that? What do you <laughs> think about this movie? Huh? Well, how do you like in this movie? That was my fucking old man though. That was him. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that, that is a good movie. It's, it's like all a, right. It's all right. I did actually type movie kind of. I, well, yeah, but I mean, just that one scene, but, yeah. uh, and, and, uh, yeah, he basically, he's a farm boy. He goes to New York and tries to make it big. Uh, I, when I, when I did rewatch it, I, I didn't get very far in it. I, I just found it really cheesy and outdated. It wasn't funny to me. So yeah, uh, I don't think it holds up very well. So I shouldn't revisit it then. Go ahead. Maybe you'll like it. Uh, but no, he has some movies that I love, you know, like Back to the Future, Teen Wolf. But Secret to My Success just didn't really do it for me uh, mm. as, a, as a grown man in uh, the 2020s. So, But uh, have you revisited any episodes of Family Ties lately? Like uh, recently, have you put ago, me on? A few years ago. Yeah. Maybe like six years ago, it was on Netflix and I did try and I, that too, I was just like, it's just so outdated and schmaltzy. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. I haven't watched it lately, but I think like the episodes that I remember the best were the ones with Mick, like Mallory's boyfriend, where he was just like basically like <laughs> yeah, a leather jacket cool wearing. Oh, yeah. like what he was so like dumb though. They made him so stupid, like where he like couldn't even like open a door right or something like that's right. how. Well, yeah, they was, made me. It was like the Kelly Bundy. Like anybody who was into rock and exactly. roll in the eighties was portrayed as an idiot. You know, yeah, he had long hair and an earring, so he was a moron. Yeah. A leather jacket. Yeah, he was yeah, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it was cool. And uh, but that was also funny because that was another like he was basically like a different iteration of of the dad and the parents, but they had a hard time accepting Mick, you know. And Alex hated him. Yes, yes. Alex hated. Had they have a, they had a fa- famous, famously hated each other. I think Mick loved everybody though. Yeah, Mick, Mick, Mick wasn't filled with hate, and Alex like made fun of him, but Mick was too stupid to even know that he was being made fun of. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was very much the male Kelly Bundy. Yeah, he was good looking and he was rock and roll, but he was a dumbass. So, and those were later uh, episodes too, huh? That was kind of like mid to late later in the I, series. Maybe I, I don't really remember. Um, you know, like I said, I, I I remember watching it growing up, uh, but you know, it's it's a long time ago. <clears throat> Maybe I need to read the books to really understand. And you can read the books available now from the <laughs> weekly reader book series. Alex gets the business based on the Paramount television. I love how you're pitching the book series as if it like is it has still? been gone for yeah. 50 years or something. Yeah. This is the only one that survived. All the rest yeah. of the books burned down 14 years ago. They're gone. Well, uh, I, I think that can maybe bring us on to our, our next thing. Do we have any calls we do have a call <gasps> we have one fucking call we, well all right so uh so i think that brings us to our next segment which is the, the beloved cory hotline which we still don't have an intro theme for we need to do that um but yeah but yeah you can call us though what you can call us anytime you can what's that number that number is 832-930-1347 Yes, call Anytime. her. And yes. I had like T-shirt Joe shouts out to you. He asked me uh, at the at the show I was at. Hey, what what happens uh, when I if I just call that number? Do I it just as it just goes to a voicemail? You leave us a message. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about somebody picking it up in the middle of the night. Going, what are you calling it for? It's just that's true. Yeah, you message. can call it anytime, day or night, anytime you want. Yeah. So, Ask us anything. You know. Tell us crazy things, you know, give us comments, you know, anything. Just stop Any, us a call. Anything. Let's rap. We'll talk. Let's here's, rap. <laughs> here's one coming up. All right. Let's hear our call. Hey, John Wayne and Christopher Triana. It's Chrissy with Keegan. Um, I'm Chrissy. ready to be your intern. I'm waiting. I'm ready to press buttons. My finger is ready to press the buttons. John Wayne is nave, man. Fucking Corey Feldman is proof that Michael Jackson didn't molest any children. Proof. Sony just wanted his fucking music rights and all the Beatles shit that he owned. So they killed him. How about that? What's up, John Wayne? This is Nave. Woo! All right. Okay. Uh, okay. That was well, good. Chris hi, Christy. guys. Hi, Christy. Uh, and, and Nate. 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 Yeah. Nate. Nanu, Nanu, something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I couldn't uh, tell who that was. But um, Well, I, I just wanted to point out uh, that Corey Feldman uh, has recently said that although he wasn't molested by Michael Jackson, he does believe Michael Jackson was grooming him uh, to be a uh, rape victim. Uh, we also have multiple accounts uh, of Michael Jackson raping children. So, yeah, he was a pedophile, dude. Uh, you, the sooner you face it, the better off you'll be. Uh, I know you may like listening to Thriller and Billie Jean, but that guy raped children. Uh, in fact, I think the prosecution, when he was on trial, 
when they were trying to prove that Michael Jackson was a pedophile, all they had to do was go, look at him, folks. There he is. Wow. You took a, a one, you, you took an argument that you, you had some momentum, some actual like uh, some something behind and just turned it into a, a dick joke, basically. Like, a, no, that really there is. is. <laughs> that, that, all you have to do is look at that guy and be like, yeah, OK, yeah, hey, he's an absolute. He was an absolute freak. He was completely insane, that guy. Oh, yeah. man, come on. I, you just got mad because I said you look like a football coach mm-hmm. with your haircut. And uh, you're you're getting you're judging somebody on how they look. OK, uh, there's a difference between a, a stupid haircut like you have and a person who looks like I like I don't even know, like a deer in headlights with a microscopic nose and and like not sure if he's black or white and just all kinds of fucked up. Like the guy was clearly deranged. And I think it's a shame that so many people, and I know Nate's fucking around. I'm not trying to come down on him, but uh, I I think it's a shame that so many people will still to this day, try to defend Michael Jackson instead of listening to the victims when there's so much evidence and there's so much proof and Michael's behavior alone uh, is enough to suggest it. I mean, what grown man, uh, in, in, like sleeps in a bed with eight-year-old boys like who like no one does that except a, a freaky fucking pedophile eight-year-olds dude eight-year-olds dude but uh okay but shouts out to christy whiskey though and we do need to put her to work as an intern no, she no, obviously sh- wants to do things so shouts out to, to both <clears throat> of them. we, we, uh, we definitely definitely love you to death christy and i uh i appreciate both of them we thank you for the call i'm just giving my you know rebuttal that's all i know i'm just trying to tell christy that we'll put her to work if she wants to do some stuff oh absolutely i mean i mean i show i have snow that needs to be shoveled and yeah i'll definitely put her to work <laughs> very nice no 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 I, I, very nice we, we, no no come on i kid i kid because i, I love, know you love dude and i, love I do you love too. i do love i love you too and i love christy thank you christy we, i do love uh, yeah um christy you. is christy's one of the biggest baddest best motherfuckers out there so yeah. uh we can't but also as bad as ass as she is she can't carry the Corey hotline by herself folks so yes we need your we calls need these calls we thank need you them. Thank you in advance for your pity. And we and we take it <laughs> with uh, not a problem. Pity, fine. That's what I say. Pity, fine. Fine. And that's right. actually when you enter Virginia, uh, it says that on the on the sign. It says pity, fine. Question mark. It's weird. Yeah, I drove. I've drive, too much driving. It's not what I say though when I enter a virgin. I don't so, say pity, fine. What do you say? I say, uh, hubba, 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 that's all, folks, because I come in, like I said. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Not true. Not true. Uh, I'm going to cut this all so that you say it's true. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's true. Uh, Anyway. um, No, I don't know what I say when I enter a virgin. I haven't entered one in a a while. (laughs) What? 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 Come on. Come on. We're getting spicy, dude. We're talking about entering virgins. Hey, uh, it's all consensual, baby. It know? is. It's a beautiful thing. We're saying baby now. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, now that we're now that we've got onto the topic of uh, sex and dirty, dirty sex, uh-huh. I think we can get into this week's topic, which I'm really excited about because I'm a sick, deranged human being. 
That brings right. us to our topic, which is... One, two, three, four! Cannibalism. Oh, the, uh, the sacred art of cannibalism. Yes, yes, uh, that's the topic this week. The forbidden uh, dance of cannibalism. The, the beyond the pale, yes. Uh, and we're talking about this... Uh, this week, because John Wayne and I enjoy eating human flesh, uh, but on top well, of that, to be fair, once you <laughs> eat it, you can't not eat you it. Can, anymore, you can't. You so. can't stop. It's. I mean, it's so good. Um, no, uh, the reason that we're we're talking about it is it is kind of topical, uh, because recently in the news, uh, a certain actor by the name of Army Hammer, which is a stupid name. Uh, he uh, has been a- accused of sending some pretty randy texts that have to do with um, cannibalism uh, and also uh, uh, some BDSM stuff. Um, so we wanted to talk about that a little bit. Right. And this came out from an Instagram, like a mm-hmm. a, a verified Instagram account <clears throat> was posting the screen caps of messages, right? Of DMs. Yes. Well, I mean, the, the, it's not verified as far as it being from Army Hammer, but it looks like it is. Uh, and and the the, uh, the way that it's been backed up is there's been other women who have claimed that have dated him who have claimed that, that yes, he is indeed like this, that he behaves this way and he says this kind of stuff. Um, his wife, uh, who, his he wife. Was, who he was cheating on with these women. Uh, never knew about this side of him, but these other women say, yeah, he's actually like this. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and read some of these texts just so the audience can get a little bit of an understanding. If you haven't read them, if you haven't heard about it, um, army army hammer is a actor in film. Uh, he's a movie star, but I wouldn't say he's a celebrity necessarily because he's not that well known. Um, he plays Superman in the DC universe. No, he, no, he doesn't. He absolutely does not. You're thinking of Henry Cavill. That's not no. Uh, that's, yeah, Army Hammer no. played the Lone Ranger. Yes, you don't. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He played the Lone Ranger uh, in, in in this abysmal fucking movie that is worse than any cannibal you could you could name. Like I'd rather hang out with Jeffrey Dahmer than watch that fucking movie. Um, so yeah, he was Lone Ranger. He was in another film called Call Me by Your Name. Um, and he was in the social network, the movie about Facebook. I don't know who the fuck would want to watch that, but that's a movie. It's one um, of my wife's favorite movies. I actually did have okay. to watch it. He plays the twins, which okay. is weird. He um, plays the two people. Well, anyway, uh, that's who this guy is. And he is a he is a, a rich kid, a total richy rich, even richer than John Wayne. Like he, he came from serious money, uh, but like decided that he wanted to be a, an actor. And so that's how he got his way in, uh, because he, he, like his grandfather was a tycoon and everything. So he's a rich kid. But anyway, um, here's, here are the texts that he allegedly sent, uh, via Instagram. You just live to obey and be my slave. I will own you. So this is one of the ones that he sent to uh, this woman who, who you know, posted them. Uh, now, I don't see anything wrong with that personally. Yeah, like, what is the? Well, what's the? I mean, is it 
they were sending. No, 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 no. This is a woman. That's what I'm saying. No, no, that's what I'm getting. Uh, Yeah, he was. No, he. This is a girl he was dating. Uh, well, the girl he was cheating on. Uh, when uh, the girl who he was cheating on with his wife, like you know, his wife. He was cheating uh, on her with his wife. He was cheating on his wife with this woman. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, Do I? So. Uh, you know, you get what I'm saying. Uh, he was would her, I? Would I? He was seeing his wife with this woman. Uh, and yeah, they were talking back and forth. And they had this kind of BDSM relationship, apparently, where, you know, he was daddy, she was kitten, you know, uh, that kind of thing. And so he was, you know, saying, you live to obey me and be my slave. I will own you. Uh, but she's also replying stuff like, yes, daddy, you own me, that kind of thing. So yeah. it's not that bad. Really, I mean that's a consensual thing. I don't see a problem with that. It seems like it's just a private conversation that was. Don't see a problem with it. But here's where it gets fun. Uh, He says, and like, and I'm reading this verbatim. Okay. If I wanted, I guess this is posed as a question, uh, but I think like there was, I don't know, some kind of typo in it. It becomes off weird. But this was posed as a question. If I wanted to cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket, so I always had a piece of you in my possession question mark um so yeah that's getting a little more extreme uh when he's talking about cutting off body parts um but is he serious though that's like i because i mean i'm never gonna continue with the rest of it and it's like it's like what i thought uh, is this not play talk or it could very well be play it could very well be play it could be uh you know a kind of um fetishism um let me see here. My notes. Uh, yeah, uh, there's there's a fetish called vorophilia, which is being sexually aroused by eating another person. And I, and a lot of us do this in a sense. I mean, I certainly have you know like you know bitten women, licked women. You know, not to get graphic, but uh, we all do this in some way. Um, you know, like it's it's that same thing where it's just that that like obsession with the flesh you know like even even old grannies have this where they want to pinch baby's cheeks and stuff you know like that that flesh it it, it excites us um so yeah so this may just be some kind of like play but it gets yeah more extreme from there okay uh, here's another one i am a 100 cannibal i want to eat you and then he says what i love why the distance <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a valid question. I mean, like, why the distance? Hey, where'd you go? I'm just saying I want to eat you and drink your blood, you know, because that's something he says. Another way he wants to drink blood and eat them. Um, And uh, and yeah, so this is this is text that he sent to one woman. But another girlfriend, another one confirms this and said that, like, he used to say this kind of stuff to her all the time. He said to her, uh, according to her. Uh, that he that he wanted to rip out one of her ribs and barbecue it and eat it, uh, and she said that like any time she cut her finger or anything, he would want to drink the blood from it. You know, like he was really into like licking up her blood. Um, you know, so there's a lot of like scandal around this now, uh, particularly because you know he's like a famous guy. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like the question I'm asking is where does it where where's the line drawn between a BDSM fantasy and something that's a little uh, more than that? Uh, because uh, apparently some of these women are saying 
that he was very emotionally abusive as well. And that's not okay, you know, uh, to, you know, to, to, even if you're not physically abusing, just to emotionally abuse somebody, it's really shitty. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been in that uh, myself where a woman was emotionally abusing me and it's terrible. Uh, But uh, yeah, so like there is a a place for the the BDSM uh, and also for cannibalism fantasy. I don't personally have a problem with that. If people are fantasizing about, you know, eating each other, even if it's in graphic detail, uh, as long as it's a consensual thing, but there is a point where it goes too far. Your thoughts, Mr. John Wayne? I, I guess I'm just like, uh, with this specific thing, because I, I I did read the articles, I read the messages when I was at the, the Gaim today. Oh, you mean Gaim? Yeah, uh, all that was on the TVs was like this Army Hammer thing, like because it was like daytime television and they were all right. like kind of talking about it. And... I'm looking at these things and, you know, I'm like, well, even if he did send these, like, what the fuck is the context of this? Like, uh, is this just like your sexy talk? Like, I guess the biggest quote unquote scandal, if you want to call it, that would be him cheating on his wife. But this other stuff seems kind of ancillary and and it's like it's, it's it's being kind of like sensationalized. Because to me, it just looks like the sexy talk. Like, yeah, he says, I want to cut your toe off and keep keep you keep a part of you with me and walk around with it and shit like that. But if that's their like sex role with each other, then, you know, well, yeah, it's it's a yes and no type of thing. Yeah, like I agree that like if that's their sex role, fine. You know, if it's this, you know, uh, dominating, you know, sex thing. Um, but I disagree. Like, I don't think that the infidelity is the big scandal i mean infidelity is kind of a a common thing um i think it's the fact that he's like talking about being a hundred percent cannibal and that he wants to eat this woman uh that's the kind of thing that can kind of hurt a movie star's career um the other thing being that or uh, help the other thing is is that a lot of these women are saying it wasn't necessarily consensual that he lures them in with his money and his charm and his good looks and then this dark side of him starts to come out. Yeah, well I mean that's 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 a problem. Right. Absolutely. I I'm not condoning that. Just but what I've just I'm just saying like these these messages seem to be like, well, you know, what 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 are we doing? Like I don't I don't know like uh that's what I'm trying to tell you here, though. There's like the, these messages um, were sent to these women, and he had many of these women. He had these women on the side uh, where he basically was creating this concubine of uh, of quote unquote kitten slaves, um, and a lot of them were not into this creepy stuff that he was into, uh, but okay. were kind of under his spell. So that's where it becomes okay. kind of like, okay, maybe this isn't okay. Yeah. Um, but no, if, if this was like, if like, let's say it has nothing to do with army, let's let's talk about just like if there's two people who are into a consensual cannibal fantasy, it's not necessarily bad in my opinion, but it can go a little bit too far. Uh, I wanted to tell you a little bit about a certain case. Are you familiar with the Armin Muse case? <laughs> uh, not I'm not off the top of my head, but maybe if I I heard yeah. it, but. I was gonna. Can I ask one quick question though before you get into that? Yeah, sure. Do you think Army Hammer is eating somebody? Because he's super rich. Do you think he's eating human flesh? Well, here's the funny thing 
with uh, with Army, and this this backs up some of the stuff in a sense. Uh, he is a super duper like meat eater, um, and and like like I love meat. I, I you know this. I, I love okay. steak. I love chops. I I, I, I saw I, it. I like to butcher, you know, whole slabs of meat myself. Yeah, you, you slaughtered know. a cow in front of me in the snow, the red. You were crying. I was crying yeah, and crying. Yep, yep. You, you made me film it. It's going to be behind the Patreon wall, me yep. crying. I, the, I, threw, I, threw you a, I threw you in a closet with a carton of cigarettes that smoke up, Johnny. Yep. And I, um, oh, yeah. It was a yeah, banner yeah. Christmas. It was a banner year. Triana Kaminali house that year. It was. It was. Um, no, but. It uh, was but the, fun. But no, I I enjoy you know meat and everything, but yeah. this guy really enjoys meat. Um, apparently, he holds a lot of barbecues and he has like several different grills. Um, and he posts on on his own Instagram that is verified all of this stuff of like, hey, have you ever seen anything more sexy? Is what he writes. And he's got two severed pig heads on a cutting board. You know, like they're complete heads with That's their eyes. The caption underneath the head. Yeah, yeah, stuff oh, like that's... yeah, like stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, like okay. and like let's, you let's know, pump you... the brakes. I think this guy's. I think that this guy's eating people. Yeah, <laughs> like this. Is I really think that he's yeah. eating people. Now, like all okay? of his stuff on on his uh, on his Instagram. Well, maybe not all, but a lot of it is all of this meat stuff where he's like buying whole animals and like butchering them himself and then like being like very aroused uh, by it with his language. Uh, and then, like, there's other stuff of of his that came out that was on Instagram pictures and Facebook or something like that. I mean, you can look this up and you'll get more clarification. It's all kind of fresh right now, so I may have it somewhat wrong. But these pictures I have seen of him with, like, what looks like lines of coke, like, on, on a table. And there's, like, a woman nice. on all – there's a woman on all fours, like, behind him that isn't his wife. Like, stuff stuff like this, you know? Um, well, what's so – that's kind of cool, though. No, it's totally cool. It's totally cool. Uh, okay. Uh, but it's just kind of, like, feeds into this whole thing of where he's, like, this kind of sex-crazed uh, – Maniac. Maniac. People-eater you know? maniac. People-eating cannibal maniac, right? Yeah, now, I mean, like lines I, of coke on a glass table with a, a naked woman bent over behind you, totally yeah, fine. Totally Eating awesome. People, not fine. Well, That's not fine. Uh, it's a gray area. I'm gonna get into that. Um, but oh, it's uh, one of those things where you're gonna fucking when you die, like I have to grill your dick and eat it or something. Is that where this is coming no, to? No, it's not. It's no not. pun intended. But if you wanted <laughs> to do that, I wouldn't care. Uh, <laughs> Used to say I haven't already. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so uh, so yeah, like there's all these these Instagram photos, and this is true of like him with all of these you know desiccated carcasses that he is eviscerating and stuff to to make you know his meals. I'm again, I'm a meat eater. I'm fine with this, but I don't post pictures of severed animal heads on my Instagram and be like, this is fucking sexy. You know, it's yeah. a bit much. It's a bit much. You know, like maybe if I have a beautiful steak, I might take a picture of me cooking it or eating it. Uh, but I don't even know that. Cause that's super douchey. Like the people take pictures of their food and post it online. That's that's douchey, but I can understand that is what I'm saying. I, I agree with you. Right. Uh, two severed pig heads on a cutting board. Maybe not so much. Anyway, uh, I wanted to tell you about Armin Muse because you uh, had, you know, mentioned, you know, like 
uh, you know, like the relation, a, a relationship that's based in cannibal fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armin Muse, this was a, a German man. He was a computer uh, repairman, a computer specialist, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was in the early 2000s. Armin was obsessed with the idea of eating somebody. And he went on these German message boards that were uh, meant for, for gay men. And he was messaging back and forth, trying to find uh, a consensual uh, person to eat, someone who wanted to be eaten, right? Um, and this is a fascinating case. Uh, he, he found one or two people who were like into the fantasy of it, who came to his house. But then when it came down to actually doing it, they were like, yeah, I'm going to go, you know? Uh, so it was, to those people, it was just the fantasy of it. But Armin was persistent and he kept looking and he found a guy uh, and I, I want to make, I'm not sure if I'm saying it name right because it's a German name, but I, I believe it's Bernd Brander or Bernard Brander, but it's spelled a little different than the American way of spelling Bernard. Uh-huh. And this guy, this guy was was like all about being eaten. That, that was his big fantasy. That was his big uh-huh. sexual craving was to be eaten by another person. So he goes to Armin's apartment and they very consensually like, cause this was shot on video. So it's not just Armin's word we're taking for it. He uh, wanted, was, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say like, I think, I think now this is coming back to me that I did. I have heard about this before okay. it, right. it, it, it is filmed and was on, was it, was this live with, did you no. do this one live? No, but no, 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 wasn't, wasn't it posted? No, 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 it wasn't. Oh. No, no. You might be thinking of, um, uh, Luca Magnata or whatever, who did a live stream of him he killing did. someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I thought this one was uh, on some dark web. No, it was not. No, no, no. This was just a private video okay. uh, that that Armin made. Uh, but no, he basically put uh, a burned uh, uh, in a in a bathtub, and they cut his his penis off and ate it together, and then uh, you know like. He was slowly bleeding out, but he tried to make the death as painless as possible. So basically, he bled to death. But once he bled to death, Armin devoured the guy. You know, he just basically ripped the guy to pieces and just ate him. Uh, And it was a big controversial case uh, in Germany because in many parts of Europe, including Germany and including um, the UK, uh, it's technically not illegal to eat a human being if they're already dead yes or... it's of course it's illegal to kill one but it's not technically illegal to eat human flesh now uh, why now is that specified somewhere or it's just like not well, not specified here's the thing here's the thing about uh, about cannibalism is uh there are many times throughout history that cannibalism was was practiced uh mainly because of famine uh, you know, where there was there was no food, there was no alternative, so people did eat the dead. So, uh, you know, a lot of this goes back to that, where, you know, it wasn't technically illegal if it was a, a, a way to survive. Right. It's, but it, that just never was amended or like, uh, <laughs> well, you know, as we as we move forward. Well, I, I think I think it's I think still, uh, you know, like, think about it this way. OK. Um, there was, let me, let me check my notes. I want to make sure I name it right. Um, 
Okay, yes. In 1972, that's the year I was trying to look for. In 1972, so this isn't that long ago, uh, there was a crash in the Andes where a soccer team... Alive! Right. They made them. They made a movie called Alive about it. And these people uh, were, were stuck in the mountains in the freezing cold, and they had to eat the dead people in order to, to stay alive. And eventually they were rescued. It's a, it's a really amazing story of survival. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, like, if there was a law against it, would these people be, you know, prosecuted? That's ridiculous, you know? Like, if you and I get lost in the wilderness and you die, I'm going to fucking eat you, you know? And if I if I died, I would want you to eat me. I give you permission. I, w- I would not. I it, would cut your body open and lay inside of you for warmth. For, for warmth. Like that a banta. That wouldn't... Like a... <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way, I was called out on that. I said uh, a wampa. Uh, and uh, my friend Phil, he called us out on that. And he, it's out, actually, it, it's a tauntaun. Tauntaun. Yes. The tauntaun is the is the creatures in Star Wars that they rode. The wampa is the um, the, 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 the yeti-type monster. Uh, so anyway, I was wrong on that. Uh, but yeah, like, so if, you, if someone, like, you know, you're stranded in the wilderness, you're going to fucking die if you don't eat someone who's already dead. I don't see the problem with that. It's like, I would do it. You know, like, I don't fucking care. I'll fucking eat your ass. You know? Well, that's a, that's a different kind of circumstance. I mean, I would no, say. It, it is. It is. It, but this is, but I'm explaining why <clears throat> I assume it's not necessarily illegal. Uh, and in fact, one, one, one lunatic decided to put this to the test. Uh, and this was as, this was as, recent as 1988 there was a man called rick gibson uh, uh who ate human flesh in london in public uh now this was flesh from a, a person who you know had died natural causes whatever uh yeah. and he was doing it to kind of like prove a point kind of just like you know like these assholes we have in america who are like walk around in an airport with a fucking ar-15 just be like i have the right to do it this is what this asshole was doing uh, so yeah, he ate a piece of human flesh, and then he was eating testicles. Uh, and okay. I, I'm human glad, testicles. I'm glad I was able to say that while you're taking a drink. I was hoping for you to spit it out. Yeah. Take. Got yeah. it. We'll get the, uh, we'll get it on the next one. And and yeah, he. Where was, did he get this this human flesh from? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I believe he got it from um you know like a, a cadaver that was already in in a morgue or something like that. He anyway he got it legally. Uh, and he also ate it legally because in London it's not illegal to eat a human being. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty nifty. <laughs> That's uh, what what was the point he was trying to prove? Just I don't I know. Did do I have to ask him, dude? Mm-hmm. I can do it. Look at me do it. Yeah, I like I was saying, like the the American assholes who walk around with their machine guns in an airport. They yeah. legally they can do it. Should they do it? Absolutely not. But they do it anyway because they're fucking pricks and idiots. Right. And so I think that was his whole point. Um, and he was uh, he was arrested for like an indecent act in public, but he was like acquitted of it. And he went right back to like 
to like in, in public on the steps of like the the capital or some shit he was just he went right back to eating a testicle right there the, the testicle that they apprehended he's like yeah you know what i'm gonna eat it so like you know he's really into the rocky mountain oysters i guess testicle for the resticle dude i don't know that's one thing i don't think i would eat would be the the rocky mountain oysters which are bull testicles i don't yeah. think i could do that yeah i couldn't get past i don't think i could get past it something about the i'm sure the texture would bother me I, I just eating bowls is not my thing, you know. Did uh, was I telling? I, I like when people eat my balls, but right. I don't want. I don't want to eat balls. I was at this one place that's. Uh, I think it's it's not open anymore in Houston. It was like a craft beer and like fucking food and this kind of shit. And they had uh, pig ears for one of the appetizers, right. sure. and I got them. Uh, I was like, yeah, well, I'll try these. Like fucking pig ears and i started like they're slivers of pig ears right that are like i guess fried or you know um right and i was eating them and i couldn't stop thinking about like my dog's ears like while i was eating it like right, the texture right. of the whole thing so it, it really sicked me out i couldn't eat them right. anymore and just yeah. uh look at them so i imagine that eating bull testicles or any kind of testicle might even if it's fried might just be like a mental kind mm-hmm. of thing where yeah, I, it's, I, it's, I don't know if i'd be able to get past that yeah, i would just be thinking sperm in my mouth and... right it's a total mental thing for me yeah. like like just knowing their testicles i'm like no thanks you know um but you know i it, it's interesting in that there's like enough interest in what human meat tastes like that there's a couple of things i wanted to talk about uh, in 1931, there was a reporter by the name of William Seabrook who managed to legally obtain uh, a, a cut of human meat uh, from someone who died of natural causes, wasn't diseased or whatever, uh, to do a study and a report on what it's like to eat somebody. <laughs> uh, amazingly enough, this this happened in 1931. Yeah. And he said that, uh, the, you know, he cooked it, he ate it. He said it was like uh, fully, this is a direct quote, like fully developed veal, not young, but not yet beef. Uh, so it's like this in-between stage of like being as tender as veal uh, without being, you know, quite as, as gamey and, um, and whatnot. Uh, I personally, I don't eat veal uh, because it's, it's so cruel what they do to the young calves. Yeah. Uh, but this is what he's saying it was like, that it was like feel. And that was in the 30s? 1931. And that's, that's, uh, okay, so he actually ate, but this was, he was paid to do this study, right? Yes, I don't, I, like, I don't know if it was his idea, I, I mean, I'm guessing I, it was, but, uh, you know, uh, but no, like, this was something that he wrote a, a report on and everything, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Now, now, is it like? Uh, do you think that is that what in the impossible meat is now that we're eating? Like uh, these these meat substitutes, you know, that no. they make. No, because those don't taste good at all. I would imagine it's that people. Meat, I would imagine that people taste much better than those fake fucking meats that they make. Uh, you know, like if they, like in a, a burger that's made of like black beans, I'm sure like that that's fine. That 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 would be good because black beans are delicious. But like tofu doesn't taste like anything. At all. It has no flavor. You might as well have coronavirus, you know, to be eating something like that because uh, it has no flavor at all. So there's no way that this, this fake meat shit is human meat 
because human meat would be much tastier. We don't know that though. Have you eaten any human? No, but everyone who has says that it's you know somewhat like veal or or steak that you know that it it, it has that kind of taste to it. Um, and they also say that the buttocks are the most delicious. Uh, you know, like those oh are, my, yeah, and you know it's kind of funny because like you know we always say insultingly eat you know or or they'll like say something about something that sucks like oh man that movie eats ass. Well, if you're gonna eat someone, <laughs> eat the ass. Like you know, that's what, a, Rodney Dangerfield. If you're gonna eat someone, eat the ass. <laughs> yes, you know, like apparently that's the good stuff. Now a lot, like a lot of uh, a lot of these like you know cannibals, like serial killers, would go after the ass, uh, and they would also go after the breasts. But the breasts are virtually inedible because they're all fat, you know. So yeah. like you can't really you can't really enjoy eating a breast the way you can enjoy eating an ass. So well, that if that I, I'm and, and I will uh, absolutely have that put on your tombstone. Thank you. It is now uh, signed in uh, stone. I'm trying to I'm trying to find the name of this movie, but I can't for some okay. reason. But it it talks about what you're talking about or deals with what you're talking about. It, this movie, well, first of all, it starts off with uh, it, it. We're at such a hero worship culture that people are uh paying to get the viruses that their favorite celebrities have gotten uh put into their bodies that's a thing that's how the movie opens and that's what it kind of revolves around because they take it like out of army hammer and then they patent it and replicate that particular strain and you're like oh i got the army hammer bdsm fucking virus or whatever and then but then there are also these delis that are open daily that sell uh, cuts of meat that are the cuts of uh, like um, uh, like cloned muscle or whatever of their favorite celebrities. Like they ah. take the cells and like replicate it so you can eat a steak of like Charlize Theron, you know, right, and, right. and they sell it until it runs out, like it runs out every single day, like each celebrity, because it's such a popular thing. I, it's, the movie is really good. I hate to be talking about it. Sounds good. It. Sounds but, good to me. Yeah. But yeah, like people like are, are such into like the their their right. heroes that they're eating them but do you think right. that we would get to could we get to that not not that we're necessarily eating our heroes but like human meat where we're like you know we're gonna make it in a lab like we're making like whatever you know diamonds and shit i and don't know that, i don't i don't think so cool? I, no i don't think so i mean you know we're, we're, we're living in in a world of uh of plenty i mean at least in you know uh you know uh our country and other you know quote unquote civilized countries, there's plenty of food. Um so I don't think we would, you know, uh resort to that. I think um, you know, cannibalism is really beyond the pale. So even if it's, you know, synthetically produced cloned meat of Scarlett Johansson's ass, I don't think they're gonna be able to market that except to weirdos like Army Hammer and maybe me. Um but, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, like, not even not take away the celebrity aspect. I yeah. you don't think that we're at, we're at such a weird spot in the world in in excess anyway that we wouldn't be like, here's Microsoft presents human meat. Like, no, and it's I just, think there are people that you know, would, I think there are people that would want it and would be curious about it. But no, um, uh, I don't think there's I think the the uproar around it, there'd be uh, enough of a you know, a resistance to it that it wouldn't, it wouldn't fly. Um, but there are many other, um, 
people that who have indulged in cannibalism uh, in this country. And I wanted to mention this particularly uh, because there is a book that is that has just come out or is coming out uh, called The Cannibal Cookbook. And this is by a guy named uh, Nico Klaus. I think I'm saying that right, Klaus. Um, and he's also known as the Vampire of Paris. This guy uh, killed just one person, okay? Uh, I'm not trying to say that like that doesn't matter, because it does, but... He wasn't a prolific serial killer. He killed one person, probably would have killed more if he had gotten away with it. Uh, but he met this guy online, came to his house, and shot him to death. But when he was apprehended, he was, uh, like, his apartment was filled with, okay, so, so the guy was a uh, a mortician. Like, you know, he worked in a morgue. Mm -hmm. um, and his apartment was filled with bags of blood that he had stolen from the hospital uh, like Ziploc bags, yeah, like like well, like black bags of blood from the hospital. Oh, okay, um, that were used for blood transfusions and things like that. He he was like those were in his fridge, uh, and he had like different you know, um, like strips of meat that he had cut away from corpses, uh, and basically he just flat out confessed. He's like, yeah, I eat human flesh. And I drink the blood, uh, and blood that's used in transfusions and stuff. Uh, the the plasma is is not included, so it's very thin. So he used to thicken it with like protein powder and make like Whoa. protein protein shakes with human blood. Nice. Uh, anyway, this guy is out now. <clears throat> this happened in the '90s, and he's out now. And he kind of has made a name for himself off of his serial killer celebrity. Uh, and he's an artist, so he makes like drawings of other you know, serial killers and stuff like that. But he has this book that's coming out called the cannibal cookbook. Uh, and it discusses, you know, like some of the stuff that he liked to make when he was a cannibal, but it also has recipes by other cannibals uh, that he communicated with in letters, uh, you know, like people that were incarcerated, like Edmund Kemper and, uh, and other killers like that. So he has these recipes from them and he has recipes uh, that are ancient from Russia and China, uh, you know the, the like, you know like these these old like steak tartare kind of recipes that were hmm. used by by cannibals either for uh, ritualistic purposes or because of you know famine like we talked about before. So yeah, so that's that's book of the week. <laughs> now, interesting. Like now, isn't it? It's. You, he's from France, you said, right? Paris, yes. Paris. So, like, it's illegal in America for killers to profit off of their crimes now. Mm. So you can't make money off of your book of crimes. But right. how is that? I guess that's not the case in Europe. I, or... I, I guess so. I mean, I think it's a fine line because he's not necessarily talking about his crime. He's Oh, you know, he's just doing... He's just he's not saying I did this. He's just saying, here's a recipe. Maybe I did it, you know. <laughs> well, he's, he's definitely living <clears throat> off of his, you know, his cannibal celebrityism, um, if that's even a word. Uh, his cannibal celebrity. So, cancelab, yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> but cannibalism, um, you know, goes way back. Uh, the word itself is derived from the island of Car Carib. Uh, the the people of uh, the Lesser Anilis, I think you say it, and Anilis. Uh, yeah. So this is 17th century, but you know, 
uh, New Guinea, Solomon Islands. Um, you know, there, there, there were meat markets in Malaysia. Uh, and, you know, like a lot of these places, the Amazon, uh, they still do it as part of ritual. Uh, you know, like in war, like they would eat their enemies uh, and, you know, shit like that. In fact, some of these uh, cultures, they they have to like apply for a um for like a permit for like ritual because it's part of their religion uh mm -hmm. to to eat human flesh not to kill people but to gather human flesh from the dead and eat it as part of their religion they have to get like a permit for what? it what where here in america no not here in america you dipshit oh. no what uh, i don't know if you get a permit for anything no no this is in the amazon shit like that um yeah, who's so getting, who's getting permits in the Amazon? Who's well, checking those permits? Hey, there are actual there are actual countries there. Okay, um, and you know what's funny is like one of the places that's really known for cannibalism is Fiji, uh, and so who knows what's in that fucking water? <laughs> oh, that in the square bottle. I buy that water sometimes. Ooh, maybe I'm a cannibal water drinker, dude. Maybe you are. Maybe you are. There's little cells of people in there that are like. <laughs> So it gives it that human taste. The human taste. That's why. That's what the slogan is means. <laughs> Fiji. That human taste. That human taste. And that taste, as we know, uh, is kind of like veal. You know who else said it was veal? Is uh, Albert Fish, who was a cannibal in the 1930s. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him. I, I have, um, I have kind of a fascination with uh, with serial killers and stuff like that. Uh, I've had since I was a teenager, but I'm not a serial killer, quote unquote, fan. Uh, these people just don't make sense to me. Like, I can be fascinated by a story and read about it, but I'm not going to wear a fucking Ed Gein t-shirt. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know? Yeah. Uh, we. This is something you and I have talked about before. I, I We yeah. don't celebrate uh, serial killer culture. No, these are actually no. very awful, awful people. No. Yeah, um, like, like, like fucking... hearing their story is one thing. I, I, I'll hear their story, but yeah, I'm not buying the doll. I'm not buying no, the beer. I'm not absolutely taking. Absolutely not. Turn, you know. Absolutely not. No, I I'm... am taking its turn, actually. I'm fascinated by the cases. I think it's very interesting. I like studying the psychology and things like that, um, and also like the nature of copycats and how we like serial killers were a bigger thing. 70s and 80s and now it's more about mass shooters and like people like these maniacs tend to copy each other i think that's all very fascinating uh so the, but at the same time like i'm not gonna wear a fucking richard ramirez t-shirt like some of these people i see at horror conventions it's like what the fuck's the matter with you this guy raped children this guy killed old ladies you know like that's cool go fuck yourself you're an idiot uh so anyway uh albert fish also, sorry, the guy back. that dressed up as John Wayne Gacy at the Chicago Days of the Dead. Go fuck yourself, you piece mm -hmm. of shit. People are still alive in Chicago that were affected by him. You're like, look exactly like his Pogo character. Fuck you. Plus, yeah. you're fucking up my whole game. So fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> That's right. Salbert so Fish. Uh, this guy was a cannibal in the 1930s. Uh, he had mm -hmm. five known victims. He claimed to kill many more, but... Uh, this guy was totally batshit insane. Um, he uh, he got caught because he, he he went to this this house where this you know this guy had put out an ad in the paper looking for work, and he goes to the guy's house and gives a fake name and says, "Oh yeah, you know, we'll give you a job." Blah blah. Uh, and 
he, you know, the guy was about 18 and he, and fish was like, okay, I'm totally going to eat this guy. But then he met the guy's 10 year old sister, uh, grace. And then he became obsessed with eating grace. And what he did is he tricked the family. He said, Oh, I'm going to my niece's, uh, uh, a birthday party or whatever. Um, and was like, Hey, why does, how about grace comes with me? She'd go to the party. be a lot of fun. And again, this is 1930s. People were more trusting. There's more of a sense of community. So they were like, yeah. And so he took her away, brought her to his house and he fucking killed her and ate her. Um, and what he did is he sent a letter to the poor girl's mother detailing what he did to her. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And that eventually led to his arrest. Uh, and you can go online, you could read the fucking letter. It's super creepy. He talks about, like, you know, the history of cannibalism, at least according to his own mind. A lot of the stuff he says hasn't been verified. Uh, and how it, it it became an obsession for him. Um, but this guy also had a, a lot of uh, bizarre hobbies one of them is he liked to flat flatulate himself. You know, he would like whip his own ass. Uh, mm-hmm. He was into uh, coprophilia, the eating of, of feces. Shit. Yep. Yep. He was into, uh, you know, uh, he was obsessed with uh, pequerism, which is the piercing of flesh for sexual gratification. He used to take uh, rose stems, thorny rose stems, and shove them up his urethra. <sighs> Aren't you glad I brought all this up? And those are like today they're called sounding rods. <clears throat> that's oh, a real thing. S- I thought you were going to say they're called sound guard because it's about as painful as it is to listen to them. Oh, boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> no, people do stick rods in their penis now to for for pleasure. They're called sounding rods because the yeah. different gauges make you make different sounds. And uh, also, I wrote a song where, like, the guy puts a penis, puts a glass rod in his penis and slams it in the car door. <laughs> and the well, glass this... bre- the glass breaks all over the car floor, dude. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, this was a, uh, this was a thorny rose stem, so probably not too common. Damn, dude, yeah. that's got to be a fuck. He, so he well, put, with he the thorns also... in it, he's putting that yeah. into his pee hole. Let's he think about that for a second. Because yeah. Ed Lee writes some shit. Where this guy like has a huge dick urethra and he's like other guys like fuck his urethra and yeah, shit. It's it's so <laughs> awful. But like this is like a rose, a whole rose stem going in mm-hmm. with yes. the thorns, and then he's ripping that out too. Yes, yes. Uh, he and also... there's cum and blood and all yeah. that that comes they, with it. They did X-rays of the guy too, and they found that in his groin and like testicles, that whole area, he had shoved hundreds of pins into his flesh. Uh, so yeah, the guy was a little bit disturbed. Uh, so, uh, but he said, um, that he enjoyed eating the buttocks of this little girl most. And he did refer to them as veal. So this is, this is a consistent thing. Uh, this is, this is canon, if you will, Um, (laughs) if you will, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and i will thank you very much okay um, thank you yeah um jesus christ dude yeah yeah so they, they they tend to say this so yeah uh this book the cannibal cookbook um he you know uh, uh this guy reached out to all these different people like edmund kemper has a hamburger recipe in it and edward Kemper is a, or Edmund, yeah. I'm sorry, Edmund Kemper. He was a, a, a very disturbed individual, mm-hmm. uh, like serial killer. Uh, he also gets a, a barbecue recipe from Otis Toole, 
Uh, Otis Toole is uh, probably best known as a, a partner of the serial killer Henry Lee Lucas. Yeah, uh, that's right. He was the weird guy that he took with him. Yeah, and he is and he is believed to be the one who killed Adam Walsh uh, when he was six years old in 1983. And of course, John Walsh is the father of Adam Walsh, and he became the host of America's Most Wanted. Oh uh, yeah. So wow. that yeah. So that that's a, a whole other interesting case unto itself. Um, but there are many other cannibals in history. Of course, Jeffrey Dahmer, everybody knows about Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, you know, Alfred Packer in 1874, he, you know, ate all of the other people he was traveling with and got busted for it. Uh, so yeah, the, like these things happen, these people exist, but there's a difference between, you know, eating somebody to survive and eating somebody because it gives you pleasure, particularly sexual pleasure, which is uh, vorarophilia. Um, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but that's it. Vorarophilia. And that's the specific. Specifically, that means the getting sexual pleasure from eating human flesh. Yes, from eating other people. Yes. Can you absolutely. have sexual pleasure? Is there a philia where you're like sexual pleasure from eating hot dogs? You know, it's like I can't come unless I'm eating a hot dog. Like I'm sure is there is. Thing? I'm sure there is. I don't know what the the word is for it, but yeah. What if like, it was a hot dog made of people? Well, then that's vorarophilia. <laughs> yeah, if you're eating people, that's the name of the. What if the casing is pork casing, though? You know, you're still eating. Binding. You're still eating people. There's no cross breeding type like cross uh examination i don't know but there but i will say that more than uh 50, more than 1500 species practice cannibalism uh you mean like animals and shit yes no a, a 1500 species of human yes animals i don't know if you're speaking across the planes you know of what, existence you know dimensional, dimensional you know things that- the definition of species, yes. It's yes, species. I saw those movies, dude. She was very hot, and she ate people. Yes, <laughs> Natasha Henstridge was her name, uh, or whatever. You want to talk about movies that didn't age well, man? The CGI in that is so oh, bad, and they oh, rely. I saw that in so the theater heavily. like thirteen times. <laughs> it was no, it was great, and it's still. It's species is still a good movie, but like once you get to like the the last twenty minutes of the movie, it's so heavy in CGI, it's painful, it's hard to watch. It's, yeah, it's so outdated. God, it ages so poorly, uh, and that's one of the big arguments against CGI, which we've gone over, over and over. Have yeah. you seen the Last Picture Show? Yeah. So I watched it the other night, um, and there's a scene in it where the constable like runs in to get the sheriff at the pool hall, who's playing like in the middle of the day. It's like sheriff. There's uh, somebody just said that they saw uh, a, a, a car pick up little Mandy Wallace like she's like a little girl. And uh, the sheriff's like, well, God damn it. Are you sure it just wasn't someone giving her a ride home? It's a hot day, you know. And like the constable's like, well, maybe that might be the case. I don't know. But whoever reported it said she looked like it might not be something like that. And he's like, well, shit, I guess we better check it out. Like he's the first, the sheriff is the worst actor in that entire movie. <laughs> he's so wooden. But that scene, I was like aghast with. I was like, wait, what? The sheriff is not going to help this little girl that they pick up and find in a pedophile's truck down the road yeah. and be- to beat the shit out of him and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like it, uh, that reminded me of just like the him, uh, Ginger Fish or not Ginger Fish, Ed, where the fish guy. 
uh, taking the, the little girl and yeah. eating. Yeah, a more trusting time and all of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Ginger Fish was actually a, mem- a member of Marilyn Manson. He played the the keyboards. That's what he called himself, Ginger Fish. Well, it's funny you mention uh, rock bands because I had a little tidbit about a rock band that has to do with cannibalism. Would you like to hear it? Is is it uh, Eddie Money? No. Um, oh, okay. Well, then I do want to hear it. Okay, good. Yes. Um, Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. Uh, a famous death metal band uh, of Florida. Yes, I know. They're originally from Buffalo. Whatever. They came to fame in Florida. Florida yeah, death did, metal. Florida death metal, 92, baby. I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in, uh, in 2018, guitarist of Cannibal Corpse. Oh, I remember this, dude. Okay, yeah. Well, let, oh, let, me, let me tell our listeners. The guitarist of the band Cannibal Corpse, a man named Pat O'Brien, uh, he, he had a little run-in with the law. Uh, basically, he set his house on fire, and then he ran over to a neighbor's house and went in without their permission. Uh, they called the cops, like, obviously. Uh, cops showed up, and Pat decided to go at the cop with a knife. Uh, he was tased and, uh, you know, and, and it went from there. Uh, he got, he was, you know, obviously arrested. Uh, so they found, um, 80 firearms in his house. And when I say firearms, I'm not just talking about pistols. I'm talking about machine guns, Uzis, shotguns, flamethrowers for fuck's sake. He had stacks and stacks and stacks of boxes of ammunition. Yeah. Uh, and he also had three human skulls. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is kind of funny. And the funny thing is, um, you think about it, you're like, well, if only we had any kind of warning signals. Uh, <laughs> the guys in a band called Cannibal Corpse, they have songs with the following titles. Hammer Smashed Face, uh, Entrails Ripped from a Virgin's Cunt, Necropedophile, Stripped, raped, and strangled, meat hook sodomy, butchered at birth, skull full of maggots. So uh, these guys like. But who could forget that butchered at birth, butchered at birth? Hey, 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 we're all butchered at birth. Well, that just, was like, that's a good. That's catchy. It's a know. great tune. It's a great tune. No, I love it. Um, no, actually, uh, I I grew up listening to these guys. I really I I loved their stuff. You know, in the early '90s, and I still think "Eaten Back to Life" is a badass album, as is "Tomb of the Mutilated." Uh, mm-hmm. I particularly love the "Bleeding." That album is really good. That's when they started to get kind of a groove to their sound. And Chris Barnes, the vocalist, you could almost understand what he was saying at that point. Uh, so yeah, I like Cannibal Corpse. So I'm not trying to be like, "Oh God," you know, like if you listen to this music, obviously you're going to be a cannibal and a maniac. Uh, but Pat O'Brien, he clearly has some issues. Uh, and then when they brought him to his first hearing. Uh, they had him in a, uh, he was wearing an anti-suicide vest. Uh, so that shows, you know, how concerned they were uh, about this guy. Um, well, what was the outcome of that? Well, apparently it's still ongoing. I was looking to see if there was any advancements in this case, uh, but apparently it's still ongoing. I don't think they had a trial yet. Uh, he was released on bail. Um, the, like hilarious, hilariously enough, there was a fundraiser. Uh, like one go of those, fund like, me from yeah, the from the from the band. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Something like that. Where and he got out. Uh, so yeah, this guy is out. So look for him in your neighborhood. You know, he might look be in your window. Cannibal Corpse coming through this yep, year. Yep. New album. 
three skulls in my burning house (laughs) i did when i looked it up uh there there was something in the news where like uh phil asano the guy from or whatever his name is yeah from from pantera like like him like like pat o'brien is on the roster uh to play at some or maybe it already happened at some kind of like concert that they're doing online you know because covid and all of that so yeah i mean clearly the guy has mental problems you know so i'm not trying to poke fun at the guy but this is pretty excessive uh as and as far as the three skulls it it doesn't look like you killed stop stop stop. it's uh all crackly on your end okay wait hold on talk hello 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 okay now it cleared up all right so uh as far as the three skulls go, it doesn't appear that he killed anyone. So he must have gotten these, you know, from a collector. I don't know where the fuck you even buy human skulls, but you know, like it appears that he bought but he, them. But he still like set his house on fire and owned like a hundred thousand illegal firearms. Yeah, and flamethrowers. Over eighty fire, firearms, flamethrowers, Uzis, uh, and also attacked a cop with a knife and broke into a stranger's house. Uh, so yeah, he's, yeah he's he did some things. He's messed up, a little messed up. Yeah. But I would like to think that when, uh, and I do say when, one of us or both of us goes to uh, prison for some erroneous type It'll of, uh, uh, you know, uh, eating of flesh or something like uh, related it, closely to happen. that, uh, I would like to think that, that the 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 uh, the V-Sins crew out there, the little vital social issues and, and stuff people would uh, do a GoFundMe. Christy. Chrissy. Christy. Christy Whiskey. She's Just gonna have to like, pay, start the GoFundMe. Here it is. You wanted That's, a job. Once we you, once once we get arrested, yes, we need you to start we that GoFundMe. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time, dude. It's only a matter of time. I, it really only is. Do you? Yeah. So if 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 flesh, would you eat a human uh, a human flesh if it were already like cooked up and shit? And they're like, here, it's well, I mean. It's gonna go to waste. I mean, are you gonna try it? <laughs> it's gonna go to waste. Um, it depends on the circumstances. It's a barbecue. Maybe you're in the backyard, somebody's house, Fourth of July. Like, hey, uh, here's a here's a piece of here's a piece of Taylor Swift's ass. That we, well, that, uh, well, okay, now you're really tempting me with Taylor <laughs> Swift, <laughs> but um, you know, or something. Not that she has much of an ass, but but still, um. It's Taylor Swift. Saying. You know, it's anybody. Um, you know, it's, it's yeah, no, no. Well, well I mean, th- this is what I'm saying where, where it comes to it being um, circumstances. Uh, if I was at a barbecue and someone had human flesh, I'd probably call the authorities. <laughs> oh, even if it was me? Well, no, I, I probably wouldn't call the authorities because I'm not a fucking rat. Uh, but fucking I, would, hurts, I, would at least, I would at least leave uh, the, the party because I don't want to be associated with that i want to be busted now if it if what it was if all your friends are there and they say dude guess what you already ate human we've been feeding it to you for years buddy no, it's not my fault and then yeah. you're like one of us we're like the like freaks like one, <laughs> like, of, yeah, us. one of us google gobble google gobble, gobble, gobble one yeah, yeah, yeah. Of us. yeah not to be confused with gobble ghoul but uh oh, one God. of us gobble yeah. ghoul um that movie's so awesome freaks jesus christ oh it's great yeah. yeah yeah that little uh, that little man is so freaky it's all pretty freaky that's why it's all called pre- freaks that it's all pretty freaky you're right it's pretty freaky man ah uh, yes there it is um uh, and also if ryan harding is listening richie <laughs> it should have been you it should have been you 
Thank you. That was for him. Okay. That's for him. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Lamba. yeah, I, 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 I've seen La Bumba. I know. Um, uh, so yeah, it depends on the circumstances. You know, certainly if I was, you know, like in a plane crash and I had to eat people, I would, I would eat you so fucking fast. you like, your head would spin. I would eat you so fast. No problem. I can't, um, uh, yeah, I, I, and I would expect you to. Yeah, and you're welcome to eat me as well. Uh, and I mean Thank that you. figuratively. Thank you. you should fucking eat me. <laughs> Have you seen that Mr. Show sketch where it's no. like parody of a live? No. He like eats everybody before they're even dead. And like it's like a day late. Like they find them a day later and the guy ate everybody. It's really funny. Mr. Show's funny. You said you, yeah. you really, really dismissive of that. That's offensive to me. Um, I, I, well, I don't care. I just, I, I didn't say anything bad about it. I just haven't watched it. Wow. But no, there were many of these instances, you know, like the Donner Party in the 1840s, you know, where like they had to, you know, fucking eat each other. You know, the siege of Leningrad in, in the, during World War II, like they, they had no other source of food. So mm-hmm. they had to fucking eat people. I have no problem with this. Now, where it does get tricky is where we're talking about something like with Armin Muse, where, you know, Bernard Brand, like, he wanted to be eaten, and Armin wanted to eat him. But he still got in trouble for it, even though it's legal, technically, to eat people. Now, he didn't necessarily kill him. It was kind of an assisted suicide thing, you know, because Bernd wanted to die and be eaten. So, like, the the messages between these guys are insane. Like, he wrote him messages like, I can't wait for my testicles to be boiling in your stomach acid. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. He he clearly, this was his dream. This is what he wanted. So, it's like, so, like, is that, like, it's like, where do you draw the line is, is, I guess, is what I'm saying. I mean, I think that, that that's, that's what love is. (laughs) You know, Foreigner once said, love uh, you beat me to it. Yeah, like, well, no, you didn't beat me to it. You just interrupted me like you do. Fuck uh, you. I was already talking. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same goddamn wavelength, you piece of shit. Well, what Foreigner, Foreigner once asked and Armin Muse answered. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, I mean. Can we now that- call him Army Muse, Army Muse, <laughs> Army Muse Hammer. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Army Muse Hammer and the and the Donner Party of One. <laughs> uh, oh so, man! Uh, so yeah, to answer your question of whether or not I would eat human flesh, the answer is yes, depending. Dot dot dot. So it's. Uh... Yes with an if and no with a but is what you're telling me. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Yes, that's a, that's that's perfect, Reverend Lovejoy. Thank you. Got it. Uh, yep. Have you ever have you ever drank you, human blood? Dirty, sinful business, like have out you, of myself. Have you ever? No, that doesn't count. Have you ever drank someone else's blood? No. No. Oh, oh, no well, I'm well, not well, a you're so like a defensive. Like, look at me, I'm John Wayne. I haven't drank someone else's blood. Derp, yeah, derp, exactly. Derp. Dude, I'm defensive about it. Don't All ask right. me. Don't look at this vial around my neck. 
<laughs> I haven't tasted anybody's blood. Who are you? What are you? Well, you're, what is this? you're the one who's you're the one. You're a narc. You are a narc. You're the fucking one who loves vampires. So that's why I was asking. I'm not passing judgment. If what? someone wants to, if if it's like a sexual a thing or whatever, like if someone wants to drink someone else's blood consensually, I'm consensually, so... fine. Are... Army Hammer and I are so tired of people coming down on us for our <laughs> I'm not coming down. I'm saying if if there's a if there's a couple and they get off on drinking each other's blood, go for it. Cut each other up with razors, drink the blood, have a good time. What's the problem with that? Nothing. There is no problem. And kids, if right. you walk away with anything from this, I hope it's kids that. are listening. Because it's no. That. No, they're, they're, of course, there's no law against that for a reason. This is this is personal choice. This is personal freedom. If you're willing to to swallow cum, you can't have a problem with people swallowing blood. It doesn't make any sense. And on that note, I think that, that really, <laughs> what else is there to say? If you're willing to swallow cum, th- then you'll drink blood. No, I'm not saying fun. you will. Oh, I'm saying you're willing you to can't... swallow cum, then you'll drink blood for fun. That's kind of a rhyme. Kind of, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're willing to swallow cum, you can't criticize someone who will swallow blood. You know? I mean, right. you take, you're swallowing bodily fluids from another human being. If it's a consensual thing, what's the fucking problem? Now, if you're a shit eater, I draw the line at that. But blood, cum, go for it, you know? What if Even, you're a shit eater, but you want to see it underneath a glass table in some nations? Yo, go for it. Go for it if that's what you want to do. <laughs> I don't. I just wanted to see where you stood on that. Um, <laughs> I don't care what two consenting adults do. Like, even if they want to eat each other's shit, go for it. That's your thing. Fine. But, like, the, the blood drinking thing I don't think is gross, whereas I think that the shit eating thing is definitely disgusting. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Like, um, I would I would sooner drink blood than drink someone's urine. You know, like much sooner. Like oh. I, like I'm doing it right now. Like you can't see, like the people listening. <laughs> this, uh, I was gonna say, you drank a <laughs> lot of my urine while I was there. <laughs> Actually, All right, a lot. <laughs> no, uh, that's awesome, dude. I don't know. Is that? I think should we end it on? Is that a, is that a show? Is that a show? <laughs> I think that might be a show. I think that uh, might be a show, dude. You know, yeah. eating people and there there's a, you know, there's a lot of cool like a whole genre of cannibal movies and and, and books even right. uh that are very cool to check out. Um there, there are, there are. That, that's another thing that I I meant to to bring up. I mean, you've got these great uh before we wrap it up, I want to say there are many great things uh in the world of fiction involving cannibals. Uh of course there's like the many Italian cannibal films where you've got movies like Anthropophagus and then you've got movies like Cannibal Holocaust, which took things a little too far in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, you know, but it's, it's still, it's a great movie in a sense, uh, but it also has animal torture, which I am super against. So I don't, I don't watch that movie. I don't appreciate it. Uh, But, but you have more modern stuff like, you know, the, the Hannibal Lecter, like mm-hmm. series of of books by Thomas Harris, which are also the films and became a TV show. People fucking love that stuff. They're not dead. To fans, but people love it. Um, Dude, there's a Clarice show that's coming out now, right? Like on right. See whatever or, or Peacock or some shit, dude. Right. right. I'm like, I, I saw the commercial. I was like, why so soon? <laughs> like, right. who the fuck is even getting this? But us, like, yeah. like nobody's watching Clarice. Well, no, th- th- this is this is horror. Is 
this is no, this is horror on a mainstream level, and this is the thing that's fascinating about about this series. It's like Science of the Lambs is the only horror film that won a fucking Academy Award for best film. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, like you could buy when when the the third book in the series, Hannibal, which is my personal favorite, that came out. Uh, and it was like everywhere. You could get it at the fucking grocery store. You could get it at airports. You know, mm-hmm. that is one of the most extreme books I've ever fucking read, dude. That that book is extreme horror, but it became mainstream. Um, so it's it's just one of those fascinating things where it's like, you know, like you or me or Ed Lee can write this extreme stuff, and we're just on the outskirts of fiction. Whereas Thomas Harris wrote it, and it was a bestseller. It's just this weird phenomenon, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, there's there's many great films and books. I've written myself. I've written a lot about cannibalism. Uh, I mm-hmm. wrote about it in Full Brutal. Yeah. Uh, I wrote about it in Body Art. Praise um, him. Yes, praise him. Amen. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck uh, but even some of my earliest published short stories, like The Devouring, was one of my early published short stories. And even that has to do with cannibalism. In fact, that that story was inspired by the Armin Muse case. Uh, it's about a man and a woman who are, who are uh, trying to make the ultimate snuff film, and so they start like eating each other on film. Uh, so that's hot. So yeah, that's the kind of stuff I write. <laughs> uh, I am leaning further away from uh, extreme horror as I get older, but that's the stuff that I I did write. So yeah, when when you were young and plucky and eating people, when I was uh, a young and plucky, thirty eight year old, you were a purple people eater, <laughs> just just non at the bit. <laughs> No, um, yeah, uh, cannibalism is a fascinating, weird thing. And I, I do wonder, as we do move forward in a world where we are making, uh, you know, cloning meat, we're able to grow meat in a lab, we're able to grow diamonds. Like, why wouldn't, like, <clears throat> I wish I could remember that fucking movie, but why wouldn't we, like, at some point transition into, you know what, humans taste good. Like I know the uproar, but it just it just doesn't seem that far away from me. For like a, it's I mean, not a bridge too far. Saying. I know, I know uh, what you're saying. I mean, it doesn't necessarily seem too far away, but at the same time, I think the uproar would be uh, too much for it to become a mainstream thing. Uh, in fact, I think I read somewhere that they had done something like that. They had cloned human meat. Uh, oh. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, it might just be a a dream I had, a beautiful dream. Uh, but I think that they did that, but, uh, but I don't think it'd be something that you'd be able to buy in your local supermarket. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there'd be too big of an uproar against it. You know, fucking Christians, man, they ruin everything. You know that. Yeah. So there's probably like a couple of scientists in a lab though, like they're cloning each other's ass and like eating strips of it, <laughs> feeding it to each other and shit all romantically. Well, it's, you know that's what? happening. I, if if I was able to get cloned human meat, I would totally eat it just out of curiosity. Would nice. you? You probably sure. wouldn't. You probably would. You don't even eat red meat. I know, but who knows? But you would, so you won't eat a cow, but you'll eat a person's ass. And on that note, and then I know where we end the episode. <laughs> we end the episode. Uh, <laughs> yes, with a no, but if with a but, or <laughs> whatever I said earlier. <laughs> Uh, I think this is a yes, show. With an if no, with a but. Yes, yes exactly, exactly. Emphasis on the but. Uh, exactly. Uh, uh, but. So, for more on cannibalism and butts, uh, check us out every week at this time. If you're still listening, you're a saint. Uh, 
God love you and bless you. I like to I like to point out that your mom watches this show regularly. And she is a saint. She's going, she's canonized. She's going straight to heaven. My mom is. I'm sure she uh, is. That mythical land that we experience for maybe 0.2 seconds via the chemicals in our mind before we're zapped into the void of non-existence. Anyway, check us out. Uh, ChrisandSeanWayne.com. That's K-R-I-S and JohnWayne.com. Uh, at Coyote Chris with the K's. Uh, on the, on the, on the Twitters. On yeah, the Twitters. Twitters and at John Wayne is dead everywhere else. Um, and check out our stuff. We have stuff out new books, 13th Coyote, Major the Hellmouth, uh, Coming in Socks, Come on Eileen, Big yep. Black Ox filled with Pearly White Cum. We really appreciate you listening and bon appetit. Happy Scrappy Hero Pup. <laughs>